Welcome to the Parkview Church Training Podcast, where we equip you to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about Parkview or give to our ministry, please visit parkviewchurch.org. Hello, Parkview. This is Thomas Hoke, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Training Podcast. Uh, doing a little bit of what we call Team Talk, and I'm here with uh, Lenny Brooks, Len Brooks. I don't know if people are allowed to call you Lenny. I don't even know if I'm allowed to call you Lenny. But Only the old folks are allowed to call really? me Lenny. Uh, people so I don't that I've qualify. known for a long time. Do I qualify? <laughs> well, eh. you're a dear brother. So okay, you can okay, do it. okay. Okay, and Len is a dear brother to me. Just love this man. Um, what I love about Len is his just genuine, earnest love for the Lord and humble heart. Uh, you know, as we work through our descri- description, definition of a discipled person, definition of a whole disciple. Uh, just the other day, I was looking through that, and one of them that stuck out to me as I was sort of thinking through who could teach this well, who could who could give us their thoughts on this that I see as well formed in this area, and there's one called humble heart of repentance, and I thought that's Len Brooks, just a humble heart. So thankful for you, brother, yeah. and uh, just so glad you're an elder over at East Campus, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and how long have you been an elder? I'm not. I can't remember exactly. It's either six or eight years. Okay. Yeah, they could be. Yeah. Okay. And um, Len, I have to say, Len, your ongoing practice of prayer, particularly for the people of East Campus and your commitment to just be faithfully present with them, uh, bearing their burdens. I know um, some of you maybe have seen Len's sort of what he keeps in his Bible as his sort of ongoing prayer ledger for the people of East Campus. Uh, it's just an inspiration to me. Convicting inspiration to me. So, so thankful for your uh, your labor in the Lord to help all of us grow, and um, so thanks. It's ultimately God's grace for both of us. That's right. Spoken like a true man, touched by God's grace. So, uh, Len, we want to learn more about you. Okay. We're interested in you. Can you tell us about where you grew up? I was born in Baltimore, Maryland, oh. way back in 1948. Oh, my. It's almost back by Noah's flood, I think. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I, but my parents moved down to Iowa when I was three, and they brought me along. Okay. So I nice grew up in northwest Iowa. <laughs> northwest Iowa, meaning? Well, uh, 20 miles north of Sioux City, real close okay. to Lamar's. I went to Lamar's High School. Okay. But I grew up in a really small town of maybe 140 people. Okay. Probably a third of which were relatives. Okay. All right. Just enough for a baseball team, basically. and That was basically it. <laughs> when I think of Lamar's, I always just think of ice cream because of Blue Bunny there. Yeah. But was it there when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. My, one of my youngest brother worked there for a while. Okay. Did you yeah. have a favorite flavor? Well, uh, <laughs> you didn't no, expect probably that question, chocolate. Probably chocolate. chocolate. Okay, I like it. I like yeah. it. Great. And then how did you end up in Iowa City? Came here. I wanted to go to medical school. I actually mm-hmm. came for two reasons. I the second reason wasn't as understandable, or, or I recognized right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the first one was try to get into medical school and become mm-hmm. a doctor, and the second one was to um, get closer to God. Wow! But the first one didn't come true. The second one did. Okay. Well, we know that the Lord will never spurn us if we if we come to him wanting to learn more. Yeah. So I don't know how many people move to Iowa City to grow closer to the Lord, but I'm glad that you did. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about your family? Yes, I, I was a late bloomer when it comes to family. Mm-hmm. I uh, met my wife in about, well, actually I met her uh, in a church I was involved in. She saw me leading the singing in a Bible study, and okay. she thought I was handsome. Oh, my. <laughs> 
but I was, I was, wrong. <laughs> I was chasing some other girls at the time okay. and it took a few years to wise uh, up. Yeah. I came, <laughs> I, I was a half, a uh, part-time, a uh, short-term missionary in the Amazon jungle. Mm. Went down thinking that I probably was never going to get married. And I came back thinking I got to get married. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa huh. was, was one of the names and she was the one that responded. And wow. Said, yes. <laughs> That's great. And that was way back in 1984. And yeah. we've got three children. Again, we were thinking about going to the mission field. So we held, held off for, for uh, having children for five years until mm-hmm. we decided about that. And by that time I was... 41. Wow. When okay. my first child came. Wow. And so uh, I hopefully I was a little wiser at that age, yeah. but bodily I was not quite in as good a shape as I used to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all three kids are, are grown now mm-hmm. and all, all following the Lord. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I have eight grandchildren mm-hmm. now, and they're a great blessing, but I have to be careful that they won't break my body <laughs> when we wrestle. <laughs> okay. That's a risk yeah. worth taking, though. Yeah, it yeah, is fun. That's right. And they're kind of in the area. Yes, uh, one, yeah. one family's in Kelowna, the mm-hmm. other's in Minneapolis. But uh, but Evan uh, has been hired at the university here, so they're oh, moving down here sometime sometime soon. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, you must be happy about that. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Jack is about to go to kindergarten. My heart feels like it's broken. Like oh, I'm yeah. never going to see him again. But <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what are some hobbies you have. What do you like to do with your free time? Uh, well. Generally, anything to do with airplanes is my hobby. Right. Uh, I used to fly airplanes, mm-hmm. and but um, now I read books about it and mm-hmm. watch movies about it. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I, I like playing guitar, but I've had to cut back because I have some finger problems. Okay, um, those are probably my. I still am able to jog a little bit mm-hmm. and walk, and so that's probably the big three. Okay, now do you have a favorite airplane movie? I've heard there's a movie called Airplane. I've never seen it. Uh, that's a funny <laughs> that's old movie. That's sort of movie. a different thing. Yeah, it's, uh, gosh. Don't know I if I can think recommend about it. that. Uh, you know, the original Top Gun comes to mind. Uh-huh. Um, uh, um, my favorite books about uh-huh. airplanes are, are books by an author named Ernest Gann. Okay. And he's he's probably set the record for the most most novels having been made into movies oh, from okay. by one person. Wow, and, uh, a great writer, and uh-huh. and he wrote uh, uh, Fate is the Hunter, which was one of the first books I read by him. Cool, so I remember cool. that most of all. That's cool. Now you're retired now, mm-hmm. and three years. Yes. Wow. <laughs> now, and I just have to tell you all: if you are retired, look to Len as an example of what to do with your retirement, because this guy is just consistently serving, looking to help others, both inside the church and out, a role model. But anyway, what are you doing now, now that you're retired? Most of it revolves around the church, outside yeah. of the grandkids yes. and my kids, yeah. but uh, I enjoy preaching occasionally. Mm-hmm. I'm a community group leader, mm-hmm. and I there's lots of issues for the elders and for other things that I love to study. I yeah. love just studying the scriptures in my office mm-hmm. and learning more. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the biggest part of my time. Excellent. And when you were when you were working full time, what was your job? My job was in in, in medical research. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the more technical end. I was the kind of person who ran the lab, okay. who did the experiments, and uh-huh. most of it was in cardiology. But the last ten years was was in cardiothoracic surgery, studying lung transplants. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Now, Len. Yeah. How did you become a Christian? Wow. It's. I became 
I, I probably was saved through osmosis in the liturgical church that I grew up in. Okay. At, uh, Never heard of that. Uh, osmosis. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, through confirmation and through other things, mm. I, I came to the place where I believed that Jesus died for my. I was yeah. a sinner and that Jesus died for my sins. Sort of a slow, gentle. Yeah. Introduction to Jesus. Uh, whoop in yeah. the change. Okay. So uh, I think I was saved then, mm-hmm. but it was in college where God did um, a miracle by the power of Spirit and brought me to the place, opened my eyes by the Spirit to, to mm. really commit my life to following Him. And it was through a musician. His name is Andre Cole. He was mm-hmm. on the staff. Of, I didn't know it at the time, but he was on the staff of Campus Crusade. Mm-hmm. And it was the it was the weekend between semesters back then. Back then, we just had a weekend between semesters, mm-hmm. and uh, he was he gave his magic act in the memorial union, and I, I went. And the second part, he told he talked about um, the most important discovery he had made, and it was to come to the place where he realized that Jesus died on the cross for his sins and rose again from the dead, and he challenged us to consider that also. And um, one of the special things that happened was that after uh, after I committed my life to follow him later that night oh, I went to back to my dorm room when my roommate and another mutual friend was there and I told them they need to go hear this guy and they both went and they both committed their lives to Christ and then we ended up all going to seminary wow not many people have a story like that that's incredible and I've never heard of a Christian magician before he was special yeah so what what did that mean he did card tricks or what Oh, he, he, he is one of the top magicians in the world. He, uh, he has collaborated with David Copperfield for the developing new acts all the time, and, wow. and uh, he's retired now, but he went to most countries in the world talk, talking about Jesus through his magic. Wow. He could have been a millionaire in Hollywood, but yeah. one of his closest friends committed suicide, and he decided to check. That's when, he's, when someone challenged him to look at the resurrection of Jesus from the mm. standpoint of a magician. And did he, did he fake it or was it real? And yeah. he decided it was real. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Now, Len, what are you learning about Jesus right now in your life? Right now, it's a couple of things. Uh, something I just heard today um, uh, while I was driving in the car, uh, just uh, why, why young people uh, are leaving the church so much. And, and, and one of the thoughts that were brought was there was two main reasons. One was the inauthentic, inauthentic lies of their parents mm. or uh, other well. Christians who were, who were big in their lives. Mm. And then the other one was just the inundation, the tidal wave of secular th- thought that they're getting from media. But, those two, but that first one really hit me hard, that uh, inauth- inauthentic, inauthentic life of their parents are not, they say they're Christians, but aren't really inconsistent. Yeah. 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 So that's something I I just want to pray about for not only for me, but for everyone at Parkview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, related to that was uh, just a few weeks ago, I was reading Colossians four where Paul, the apostle Paul talked about uh, Epaphras struggling in his prayers Mm. that the, that the believers at Colossae would mature and so yeah. praying and is a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come easy for me and That's probably right. not for most people. Yeah. And, but it's, it's crucial. So I, I try to uh, at least five days a week pray for people at Parkview. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, uh, you mentioned that you came, became an elder six or eight years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. When did you start attending Parkview? 
Way back in the early 90s. Okay. So we were at, at Central Campus for, well, all the time until East Campus started. And then mm-hmm. when East Campus started, I moved to East Campus. <coughs> and I've been there ever since. And Len, what made you want to become an elder? Uh, I First of all, I, th- I thought it was a really is needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, elders are very important for a body of believers. So I was convinced, convinced that it was needed. And then I was, I felt like I was a place in my life where I was ready to, to move that direction. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Now, what do you wish people knew at, at Parkview knew about what it means to be an elder? I, I gave this prompt as, <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, to Len and the others I'm talking with us from First Timothy 3, verse 1, it says, if anyone aspires to the office of overseer or elder, those are sort of interchangeable, it says he desires a noble task. So yeah. my thought is, you know, what makes it a noble task? What What do you wish people thought of? For me, my passion is ever since uh, college days when I started teaching the scriptures that my, well, probably my highest passion is teaching God's word Yeah, and, and being accurate in it. Yeah. And, uh, so that that is one of the, my favorite parts of being an elder is either formally or informally yeah. uh, sharing God's word with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, uh, praying for people and the idea of being a shepherd has become more and more important to me. Mm-hmm. That uh, that uh, yeah, that helping everyone grow yeah. and becoming a complete disciple mm-hmm. is what I long to do. That's awesome. Yes, uh, we just preached through Acts 20. I know people will be listening to this interview in the future, and we won't have just been preaching through Acts 20, but uh, we spent a good amount of time thinking about just what it means um, for us to care well for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood, and um, just the significant and weighty uh, responsibility that's put on those who lead Christ's church. And um, so I think that's that's a good observation you made there, just... Yeah, and I think it's really important. I'm learning more about this, about how to become a better listener to people and mm. being available to listen. Mm. Uh, it's something I need to grow in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's astute. Yeah, I know uh, one thing I tell group leaders often is, you know, I, I remember reading this book, or I think maybe I just saw the title and, and read a little bit about it, but um, it was about Jesus and, and the way that he interacted with people and if you if you read the New Testament, you read the the Gospels, what the things Jesus said, we only have three places where Jesus sort of definitively gives a just a clear, definite answer to a question. Um, but he asks over three hundred questions, and so it's a hundred to one, sort of. Oh. And with that in mind, you know, remember Jesus knew more than anyone, so you know, yeah. for every question asked to him, he could have given a well formed lecture, a you know. 10-part series of answer to that question, but instead so often he responded with a question um, and, and asked people things. <clears throat> um, so that's, that's just a crucial, whoever is listening to this and wants to grow and helping others learn Christ, the way of Jesus is, of course, we need to know true things, and that's, that's a burden for both of us, I know, in particular. Yeah. Um, but the way of Jesus is actually people grow and actually learn things Almost hardly ever is it a content problem, as in, you know, I don't know or don't have a way to know mm-hmm. what the truth is. Um, it's that we we don't realize. Yeah. I, I remember talking with one pastor um, 
just just recently, not not Parkview pastor, but I remember asking him, trying to learn from him. I said, "Hey, um, if you were you know my age, what do you wish you could go back in time and sort of tell yourself?" <clears throat> and I loved his answer. You know what he said? He said, "I wouldn't have listened." <laughs> so it doesn't matter what it was, you know, I wouldn't have listened to it. Yeah. And uh, I thought, yeah, that's such a, first of all, such a humble answer. Uh-huh. And I think it would be true of me too, you know. Mm-hmm. The things that I most need to hear are things that I'm not ready to hear. Yeah. You know, and that's, Jesus knew that. Uh-huh. Um, that's why he so often said, you know, he casts people back on their own resources, back on their own. Mm-hmm. You already have an answer to that question. I want you to think about, is it working for me? Yeah. Am I ready to actually learn? That kind of thing. So that's that's a great answer. Sorry, brief no tangent. <clears throat> Let one, what do you enjoy about being an elder? There's a lot of things involved, but what do you enjoy? Uh, again, probably the time I'm able, especially since retired, the time I'm able to, to devote to studying and teaching the word, God's word, and then hopefully being a positive encouragement mm. to people. Um, I mean, we talked about listening. I, I just want to grow and being able to listen to people as an encouragement rather than fall into a sermon or something when I'm yeah. talking to them. Yeah. And so I'm growing in that and I yeah. need to grow. But, uh, yeah, that's, I, th- those things I think are the most exciting yeah. things for me. That's right. Enjoy. Yeah. And I've seen plenty of examples of you where I have seen others, they come away from time with you when you're, you're giving them your full attention, you know, and you're doing your lend thing. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's so wonderful, isn't it? When you see people flourish, because yeah. they've been well cared for, listened to, encouraged, and yeah. and they take steps forward with Christ, and that's really meaningful. I love that yeah. word you mentioned. You said flourish. That's yeah. that we long for our not only a church but every individual in the church to flourish mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. spiritually. That's right. Yeah, and every one of us has a next step toward that. Yeah. So that's that's what's wonderful. Good point. Um, what do you see at Parkview right now that's keeping you encouraged that you're thanking the Lord for? Well, I'll start with East Campus. Uh, East Campus, uh, uh, there's been a, a kind of a steady stream now for a while of just a f- of new people, mm-hmm. not droves of them, but yeah. just a, a steady stream. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was I loved seeing uh, this group of Africans who started coming maybe a year or so ago, and mm-hmm. now they're all all four of them are members. Mm. And that was just uh, I just excited me to death. Yeah, when they asked me about becoming members yeah yeah so that's some things at east campus uh but at, just at parkview in general i just sense a um an excitement and anticipation mm-hmm. of where god's going to bring parkview for yeah. the future and that's been a, a change yeah that i love seeing yeah i agree with that and uh, on the other side, what do you what do you sense yourself just praying more and more for Parkview? What's what's burdening you? What are you bringing to the Lord as you think about where we're at as a church? Growing uh, as everyone, not just some, but everyone, <clears throat> moving toward becoming a complete, a whole disciple. Yes, and a whole church of whole disciples. Yeah, and uh, and and especially in that that all the children. Mm. experience that same thing that mm-hmm. not one of them is lost mm-hmm. but they all follow jesus um i've been yeah, and you mentioned the, my prayer list and i just would like to read a couple of things from that that yeah. i pray for please i work through the the names of east campus attenders every week mm-hmm. and i try and then these are the things some of the things 
I'll try to summarize it here, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, all based on, on the Apostle Paul's prayers. So I pray that everyone will have a greater understanding of his will so that their love will be guided by wisdom mm. and, uh, that, and they will make wise choices concerning their love mm. and then that they'll live in a way worthy that of, of God and pleasing to him bearing fruit in all kinds of good works mm-hmm. that from Ephesians 3 that they've come to know him better that uh, and that um, God has strengthened them by the power of his spirit mm-hmm. so that the character of Christ would be formed in them mm-hmm. uh, and then they go on things like that they'll have that their days will be go well mm-hmm. physically and spiritually mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. everyone will grow in community at Parkview and mm-hmm. then everyone will mature as disciples of Christ. Marriages will flourish. Mm. Uh, and that the parents will be great disciplers of their mm. children mm-hmm. so that the children become great mm. disciplers. Thank you for praying that one. And, um, I need uh, that. That's basically it. That, that was yeah. more than I wanted to say. but No, <laughs> but, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. So nothing original with me. It was all from the Apostle Paul. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And... Is there a passage of scripture that's been that's been meaningful for you as you think about kind of where we're at our current season as a church, keeping you encouraged? Um, well, the, I mentioned the ones in Colossians four yeah, and the yeah. critical uh, critical need for prayer. Um, let's see. That's the one that comes to my mind right now. I'm drawing yes. a blank at the yes. moment. <laughs> yeah. I know that one that's been encouraging me yeah. for quite a while is in in First Peter five, where he says, um, "And after you have suffered for a little while, the Lord Himself will encourage, strengthen, um, confirm, strengthen, restore, and I'm going to forget the last one." Um, but it's it's always been encouraging me, to me to think that the Lord is not delegating to someone else mm. our restoration yeah. as people. Uh, as leaders and that kind of thing, and so just thankful to the Lord for that, and yeah. that's true for our people as well. So. That that is it's huge for anyone who wants to be an elder, mm. and because when you look at the the job, it's it's a huge job. Yeah, but it's the graces that it's not up to us ultimately. It's it, only God can change people. That's right, and we want to be his servants involved in that. Yeah, but He's the one who does it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finally, Len, would you share with us, you know, how can the people of Parkview be praying for you? First thing that always comes to my mind is that I'd be a, that I love my wife better. Mm. Um, having getting married at such an old age, mm-hmm. <laughs> 36, I guess, when I got married, uh-huh. very set in my ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my, per- I'm not good at marriage mm. on my own, mm. and it's only me, by God's grace mm-hmm. that I can continue to love her, mm. and that she's patient with me, and mm. I can seek to love her better. So, it's easy just to get complacent in that. Yeah. And so that's a big one for me mm-hmm. to love my wife better and my kids better. Yeah. And then finally, to, uh, and also still love God better. Mm. And they could throw one more in there and love the church better. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's enough. That's love. A, that's a I big, sense a theme. Yeah. It's yeah. more love. That's yeah. right. Well, we know the Lord loves to answer that. Yeah. So 
Amen. Well, thanks for taking this time. It's been good to get to know you a little bit better. I've learned uh-huh. some things about you. I hope those listening uh, feel like they know you a little bit better and know how you could. I'm sure if you walked up to Len on a Sunday morning at East Campus and said, tell me about your favorite airplane or something, they know just how to get to something you love talking about. That's right. You would love to connect with them. And they so. will probably not get away. <laughs> but right. yeah, but that's a great start. Yeah. And I love and and Thomas, it's just great to be with you, mm-hmm. to see your smiling face, <laughs> and you're a great blessing, and have encouraged me so much. Awesome. All right. Thank you, guys, and we'll, uh, we'll check in with you on the next one.